0: of the book of Samuel, 1 Samuel 17, 1 Samuel 17, and once we start reading, you will be all too familiar with this passage, 1 Samuel 17, verse 2 says, and Saul and the men of Israel were gathered together, and they encamped in the valley of Elah, or Elah, and drew up in battle array against the Philistines. The Philistines stood on a mountain on one side, and Israel stood on a mountain on the other side, with a valley in between them. And a champion a champion went out from the camp of the Philistines named Goliath from Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. He had a bronze helmet on his head, and he was armed with a coat of mail, and the weight of the coat was 5,000 she- shekels of bronze, and he had bronze armor on his legs and a bronze javelin between his shoulders. Now the staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam and his iron spearhead weighed 600 shekels and a shield bearer went before him. Then he stood and cried out to the armies of Israel and said to them, why have you come out to line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine and you the servants of Saul? Choose a man for yourselves and let him come down to me. If he is able to fight with me and kill me, then we will be servants, your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then you shall be our servants and serve us. And the Philistine said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. Verse 11, when Saul and all Israel heard these words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. You may take your seats. no doubt all of you know this passage this passage of scripture is very familiar the story of David and Goliath amen it is a commonly used passage by many preachers pastors Sunday school teachers and parents right even if you Um, Maybe I would say just have a little bit of knowledge of religion. And sometimes even not. You are kind of familiar with this passage. It is a passage that talks about great victory for those that trust in the living God. However, before they had victory... There was a period of time where the army of Israel, the army of the chosen people, the people that had been called by God's name. These people experienced fear, discouragement, disappointment, and perhaps many other weakening emotions. Upon the face of this giant, fear was used to cripple Israel under King Saul. Fear was used to control the chosen people. A large part of this passage that we just read here is used to describe in detail might i add it describes in detail how this man looked from his physical appearance to the detail of his armor and weapons he possessed this was in fact a serious dangerous adversary to the that had the ability to kill and destroy. He alone could possibly wipe out a large part of Israel's army. So their eyes did not deceive them. The army of God was in fact aware of the enemy before them. They were conscious of the damage and the severity of the situation. If you look right down in verse 24, if you just scroll down a little bit, it says that when they saw the man, they fled from him and were dreadfully afraid. They were terribly, extremely afraid. It was real. The adversary was real. The situation was real. There was a real problem standing before them, striking and bringing fear into their lives. But it took one man. It took one man that was in tune with his God. One man that was in a relationship with the living God. One man that was able to see victory before it happened. One individual that was about to step out to battle in faith. Not because of who he was or due to his own might, but because he was connected to his God and he knew what his God was capable of he looked at the adversary and said I can just I don't know I can just picture this he looked at this adversary and he is he said who is this uncircumcised Philistine That he should defy the armies of the living God. I'm sure that when Goliath stepped out and challenged them. It may have been a little more descriptive than the nice words that the word of God puts in, in for us here. He was literally uh, challenging them and striking fear. He was bringing fear and removing the hope from their lives. But David, David knew who his God was. He had a relationship with not just any God, but with the living God. That's why he could say the words, Who is this guy? Who is this person that chooses to defy the armies of the living God? It's like saying, how dare this man? How dare he? Doesn't he know who he is messing with? And that is your God. That is the living God that you serve. That is the God that you should serve. You cannot rely on your own ability, on your own strength, on your own. I don't know, doctor, on your own insurance, on your own money, on anything that you may have. You cannot rely on that. It will fail you. But the living God will never fail you. The living God will always have an answer for you. The living God will always be there for you. God's people have always been under attack. This was not the first time, and it definitely was not the last. Two weeks ago, I read from Joshua 24, where Joshua was listing all the times and events which they found themselves outnumbered where they found themselves against an adversary with no possible way of victory no humanly possible way of overcoming but their God the living God would come through for them would bring victory would bring a mighty hand to deliver them and I'm gonna say it again We need to choose what our default mode, what our default statement will be. In the midst of any adversary, in the midst of all situations, in the midst of the fear, in the midst of a very detailed description of my adversary, I am going to say that me and my house will serve the Lord. Your eyes will not deceive you. You will see the enemy, your adversary face to face, and it will be a real situation. You will feel it. You will uh, feel the fear. You will fear the hopelessness, perhaps. But you need to decide what you are going to do with that. What is going to be your default mode? What are you going to do to overcome that? It just takes one person to start those wheels turning. All it takes is one determined individual to see beyond the situation. To see beyond what is happening in the physical. Pastor on Friday read from that very same passage and he underscored the fact that it should be us men. We need to be the ones to start and be determined and say, me and my house will serve the Lord. If you are in leadership in your house, you need to be the one that says, me and my house will serve the Lord. It's not about my problem. It's not about the situation that is at hand. It's about what my God, the living God can do. I invite you to experience him. And now is the time to be serious. Take a look around you. Just take a look at this world, at this country. The wickedness that is prevalent, the war, the hate, the crime, the lawlessness, it is everywhere. There is a spirit that is striking fear and bringing doubt. It is robbing the hope away from the child of God. It's controlling where you can worship. It is controlling when you can worship. And it is controlling how you can worship. But we serve the living God. You serve the living God. You should be serving the living God. Because that adversary is all that it is. It's just an adversary. We serve the living God. The living God that can bring peace. Bring peace into your life that surpasses all understanding. It surpasses all understanding. You don't know why you have peace, but you have peace. And now is that time. You cannot play church anymore. You cannot, how do they say, you cannot patty cake this anymore. You need to be the one to stand up in the face of your adversary and say, you need to say to this adversary, Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should dare to defy the armies of God? You are in the army of God. You are God's people. The word of God all the time compares this to a war, to a battle. You are warring in the army of God. And you can say to your adversary, who is this person? Who is this thing? What is this that should defy me? You are a chosen people. Realize who you are. A chosen generation. You have been handpicked. You have been handpicked to announce. The mighty works of him that called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. I'm not saying that you should be careless with the things around you. Or be unaware of what is going on around us. But I am telling you to know who you are. Realize who you are, to know who your God is, to know what it means to be more than a conqueror. That's what the Word of God says. It doesn't say you are simply a winner or someone who conquers. It says you are greater than that. You are more than a conqueror. That is who you are. That is who we are. And if you don't know who you are, you need to read this book and find out who you are. Find out who your God is. Remind yourself of what the living God can do. Don't be more afraid of your adversary than of your god your adversary whatever it is is second best if we could even file him that way he doesn't even sit on the same playing field with your god Your adversary was created. The living God self exists. Let that sink in for a little bit. Your adversary, it doesn't matter what it is, put a name to it, is creation. The living God self exists. he is God he was God he has been God he will be God and he will always be God Hebrews 10 31 says it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a living God don't worry about falling into the hands of your adversary worry about falling into the hands of a living God. Worry about not walking with the living God. Worry about not being in a relationship with your living God. Worry of not serving Him versus your adversary. So it is time for us To get on with this. Now is that time. It is the time to be serious. It is the time to teach that Bible study. It is the time to get into the prayer closet. It is the time to get into fasting. It is the time to commit yourself to God. It is the time for you to say, Me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It is not any other time. It is the time now. There is no time for mediocrity. You have to take action today. The adversary comes in all shapes and sizes just read the word you can see the history of how the adversary came it comes in physical form comes in spiritual form it comes as your best friend comes as your brother your sister it comes through your health comes through your finances it comes through your loved ones even Jesus wasn't spared came through the people he loved The people that were close to him. But one thing is sure. He comes with only one purpose. To crush and destroy you. To rob you of your joy. And we need to be prepared with what our game plan will be. All of us. We need to be prepared. We need to rely on this word. We need to rely on this book. This is the only thing that is going to see us through. Upon the face of our adversary. It can be very detailed. Very detailed. And strike that fear into us. But this word... This word will see us through. This word will give us what we need to know to speak to our adversary. This word says that the just shall live by faith. And this word, let me tell you, inspires and produces faith into your life. It inspires the faith you will need to face the enemy. If you don't know this word, you will not believe it. And if you don't believe this word, you will not be able to speak with authority against that adversary, against that enemy. You're not going to have the words and the authority that you need to bring it down. Let's read Psalms 91. It's one of, I I love this, this Psalm. I learned it since I was a child and... I love it. I, I, I don't have any other words to describe it. It just it speaks so much truth, so much encouragement, awareness of protection that you have. Verse one says, "He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty." Think about that. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in him I will trust. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings you shall take refuge His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day. Nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked, because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. How beautiful how amazing how wonderful is that the word of God is precious the word of God is amazing read it learn it live it it will produce faith in your life he is going to give his angels charge over you In other words, he is going to command them to watch and keep you in all your ways. Some of the time, no, it says all your ways. But if you don't know this word... You're not going to believe something like this. If you don't know this word, you will never be able to claim some of this. And so you have to be, I'm going to just say you have to be in the fellowship, you have to be in the club. You cannot be an outsider and expect the protection You cannot, you know, be on the outside and think you're going to receive what people are receiving on this side. You can't just sit in a pew and think you are automatically protected. There are people that have been sitting in a pew for many years, but their heart is far from God. Psalms 34 says, The angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him and delivers them. The angel of the Lord doesn't encamp around everybody. Not everybody. It says those who fear him. And it delivers them. So, you have to make a decision and let me tell you something it's not that hard to be part of the club it's open to everyone it's not a country club where only some people can come in no it is open for everyone it just involves a decision you have to decide i'm going to die to this world and i'm going to live for christ You need to make that decision. You are able to make that decision. And you will experience. You will experience these truths. You will experience these rewards. You will experience. The word of God says that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. He is a rewarder. And I'm going to wrap it up pretty soon, but there's another scripture in Psalms 70. I I just, I love a lot of the word. It just, you know. Psalms 70 verse 2 says, Let them be ashamed and confounded who seek my life. Let them be turned back and confused who desire my hurt. If you read this just as a drive-by, you may not think a lot about this scripture. But when you meditate and you see this word and what this verse is saying... Let them be ashamed and confounded who seek after my soul. David here is talking about his adversary. He is saying, let them be confused. Let them be turned away. Let them be shamed. Let them turn back. Let me tell you, you have the authority. You have the authority to say, I command Whatever, I command uh, 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 to, for Satan's plan to come to naught. You are able to rebuke the plan of Satan over your life, over your family, over the people around you. You can speak confusion into the order of the enemy towards your life. You are able to say, I speak kind of Satan over my life. All those principles You can rebuke the plan of Satan over your life. You're never going to know that you can say that. And you're just going to keep receiving the punches. And taking the punches until you go down. But when you can say, who is this? Who is knocking at my door when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to Be with my family. Who is this that is coming and disrupting? You can take them down. Let me tell you something. You have the authority to take them down. You have the power. You have the authority to say it in the name of Jesus. And just like a man wrote this thousands of years ago. It is still good and true today. And let me tell you something, you have been filled with the Holy Spirit. You have been sealed with that, amen. You have the power. You are more than a conqueror against any, any adversary. Know your God. Know this word so that you can challenge the enemy. Know your God so that you can challenge that adversary. Know this word so that you know where you stand. Commit yourself to the living God so no matter what comes, you will always say, me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. You should always and you will always be able to say that. And instead of your adversary, defying you, controlling you, striking fear into your life, you look into the face of Satan and say, you are under my feet. His word, this word says, let me tell you what this word says in Luke 10, Luke 10 19, it says, behold, I give you authority To trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. All the power, not some of them, but all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. You have the authority. You need to get that through your mind and believe it and learn it and quote it and have it. Fill yourself, amen, with that boldness to say the word of God says that I have authority over you, Satan. Over you, disease. Over you, financial crisis. Over whatever it is in your life. You have the authority over it. It's a wicked world. I realize that. I live in it too. But the Word of God says that where sin abounded, grace abounds much more. The Lord is here for us. The Lord is here. If you have been living a life of defeat, a life that is uncommitted, a life, I don't know, outside of the circle. Now is the time. You can come today and be a part of this. You can come today and commit yourself, commit your life to God. And I invite you today If you can be on your feet, I invite you today, reach out to your God, be filled with that boldness, be filled with the authority, reclaim that dominion and speak to the adversary in your life, the situation in your life and say, no more, you don't get to push me around anymore. You don't get to bring fear into my house anymore. I am more than a conqueror. I am a God. I am a a, a, I am a son of the living God. And all it took was one man, one person to start this. And they obtained victory. Be the one person in your house, in your family. And start this today. Start this today. It's going to spread like wildfire. It's going to spread. But someone needs to take that step. Stop living in fear. Stop living under the shadow of your adversary. You need to dwell under the covering of the Most High. Praise the Lord. These altars open. Let's pray. Let's take a moment as we are led in worship. Amen. Let's take a moment to speak to our God and connect with him.